You're listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. You're tuning into our session with Haley Jeffries, who owns Prairie Fava. Hi, I'm Haley Jeffries, and I'm the co-founder of Prairie Fava. We process and manufacture fava bean ingredients, and we sell primarily to food manufacturers across North America and do a little bit of exporting into Asia. I joke with my team that we're always trying to make fava famous as it's a, kind of a not a well-known ingredient or food source, especially in North America. But the reason why is I'm really passionate about making food that we have that tastes great, but is healthier for you and more sustainable. So that's kind of my reason is I experienced some things in life where I really saw an opportunity where how could we make this food product be more nutritious, be healthier for us, be better for the environment, but not compromise on the taste. And that's where we really see our ingredients playing a role and contributing to that future of healthier food products and food products that are really healthy for the environment too. That's my reason. That's my passion is is creating better for you food products and for the world. I think in the the beginning days, you just think that you can just launch this business and in a few, you know, you're just going to skyrocket to success. And in a few years, it's not going to be a big deal. And maybe that was just being young and naive or just naive. (laughs) But I've learned over the years that it takes a lot of patience and persistence. And so I think you need patience, but you also need that persistence. And so I would say that's kind of surprised me about myself is because I'm not the type of person to have a lot of patience in my life. I like to get things done and move pretty quickly. But in business, you have to give yourself grace and patience and, and keep persevering because things do take a long time. Great things aren't built overnight. I think that it can also be kind of lonely. Sometimes you do feel like, oh man, I'm taking on all these challenges by myself. And so I, I totally agree with finding like-minded people in a group because entrepreneurs are, you know, we're, we're a different group of people. So it's like to be able to relate to others and to talk to others. And especially as I'm even finding myself now having a four-week-old baby and trying to be this, you know, entrepreneur. It is challenging trying to run a business and just have a baby. And a lot of my friends have 18 month mat leaves and, you know, having that support system of other entrepreneurs who can understand and women entrepreneurs who understand the juggling of children and grandchildren and a business, I think is definitely key. So that's where programs like Awesome are really essential for entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs to resource and tap into that community. I think lists are definitely a tool for not being stressed. (laughs) And if I find myself getting frazzled, I redo the lists and maybe in different orders, but they're a great tool to de-stress yourself and to kind of gather what needs to be done first and prioritize. A mentor taught me to kind of almost put it into buckets because you are wearing so many hats as the founder. And so He had mentioned to me almost like a PowerPoint bucket, like you have HR, you have finance, you have admin, sales to different facets of the business and then almost look at it in different chunks and then what needs to be done in those facets. 
One thing that has surprised me that I've seen since COVID is just the resilience in businesses and in people. You know, there's always kind of silver linings to things, or, or I try and look for that myself. What what was the learning in this, or what is this trying to teach us, or you know, why is this happening? And and it's amazing to see how resilient businesses have been, businesses that have been extremely impacted, and how they've pivoted, or they've gone all online, or they've marketed in a different way, or they've shifted. It's really amazing to see as people, how resilient people are and they've come together to help each other out and maybe attended trade shows differently and been open-minded to it and had gatherings differently. And so I would say that you're always trying to be resilient as a founder, as a CEO, as a you know president, as a co-founder. But I think COVID has really shown us that we are resilient and we can get through anything and that you just have to kind of be open-minded to adjusting and pivoting to change. The weather has caused supply issues for us. So even though we did have contracted supply, we're not getting as much supply as we thought we would due to the drought across the prairies. It seems like if you benefit on one thing, there's always another challenge that you're facing. And so supply, I think, is always a challenge. And there's rising commodity prices across cereals and pulses in Canada because of the supply shortage due to the drought this year. So there's always something to problem solve and to how you're going to manage supply issues, whether that's COVID or droughts or floods. There's always going to be something that you have to plan and look to how you're going to um, mitigate your risk on that. For anybody looking to start a business, I would say that you need to have a lot of passion for what you're doing because there's going to be a lot of challenges and going to challenge you to want to keep going. And there's going to be challenges and there's also rewards and those rewards keep fueling you. But if you don't have that passion about what you're doing and you that kind of that fire that burns inside of you, it'll be really hard to have that perseverance to keep persisting and moving things forward when you experience these challenges, because I'm sure everybody can relate that there's definitely some major roadblocks that you just naturally will hit because you don't know what you don't know until you're in it. But passion can help you keep going. And so I would just recommend that to evaluate how passionate you are about this and how much are you willing to sacrifice for it because there are sacrifices that need to be made to starting a business. How I was naive when I started this business and I think as consumers sometimes, and even when I put my consumer hat on and I go into the grocery store, we can be a little naive or not really understand what goes into any job or role. When you're not in something, you don't really understand the complexity of it. When you don't live, eat and breathe it. And I think that as a consumer, when we are grocery shopping and we're all consumers at times, that we understand that producing the food is a lot of work and there's a lot of challenges. Manufacturing the food is a lot of work and a lot of challenges. And then selling and distributing that food is a lot of work and there's challenges. And I think trying to understand a lot of hard work goes into producing food. And I think sometimes we've just taken it for granted because our grocery stores have been stocked full and it's never been an issue before. And I hope that COVID, one thing that it showed the average consumer is that we shouldn't take good food, even, you know, any food, but definitely 
good food that we're all producing for granted as a lot of hard work goes into it. And especially these small to medium-sized companies are working extremely hard to, and farmers are working hard to produce this food for us and manufacturers are and CPG companies are. And I think there needs to be a lot more understanding. And I think there is a movement coming where people are wanting to know who are the face behind these companies and who's working at putting our food together or our products together. And what does this company stand for? And I really think that that's going to be a great thing moving forward because I think it will give these brands that we just buy on shelf or these products a little more life that when you know who's behind this company and how hard they're working and their values that they stand for, I think consumers hopefully will have more patience and grace for for these products as well. Thank you for listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. Learn more about our community at beawesome.ca. 